0: Welcome to Boomcast, the official podcast from Boombox.io. And uh, today we have a very special guest, don't we, Fabio?
1: Today we've got Zoe, who used to be the Spotify social media manager, and she's going to talk to us about how to grow your audience through social media and build a deeper connection with them.
0: I'm Music by Lucas. What's up? I'm Zoe.
1: And I'm Noise London. Don't forget that these podcasts would not be possible without www.boombox.io, the home of collaboration where you can share, store and synergize creativity. Lucas, what's your favorite feature at the moment that we have on Boombox?
0: Playlisting is really cool. Timestamped comments where you can do voice comments is amazing, Um, of course the file storage. But my favorite feature right now is profiles where you can build your own profile and then you're gonna be able to search for other artists' profiles so you can collab with them. And you definitely want to start your free account with the link below because if you're one of the first people to create your profile, that means that when people start searching for people to collaborate with, you're gonna be one of the first results to always pop up which means if collaboration is something you wanna do, you're gonna get a lot of collaboration Request. So, yeah, go check it out.
1: Also, like, who says www. I I feel like one of the best people to have have discovered the internet.
0: (laughs) You invented it, I heard.
1: Yeah, I did. It was actually a British guy who invented it, funny enough. But anyway, moving forward, Zoe, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I'm stoked. So, Zoe, why'd you lose your job and why does Spotify hate you? No, I'm just kidding.
2: I have so many thoughts there. Uh, No, I actually decided to leave Spotify to go freelance on my own because I'm actually great at my job.
0: Wow. I love that. That's super cool. Um, But yeah, we're definitely excited to jump into everything Spotify related and, of course, to your journey and your story too. Fabio, it sounded like you had a question to kick us off, an actual question, not like mine.
1: Well, Zoe, I know you very well, and uh, just so our listeners get to know you better, please could you tell us a little bit more about how you got into social media management and uh, where you're at now.
2: Yeah, for sure. My career journey is actually super random, but in pretty much every role that I've had over the last 10 years, even if it wasn't specific to social media, I've ended up being a community manager of some sort or some sort of marketing support specialist. Um, And when I ended up at Spotify, I was a contractor, so I was trying to like push my way into any type of role. And lo and behold, they <laughs> ended up pushing me into social media management. So that's how I got there.
0: Wow, that's cool. So you didn't really start Thinking from the get-go when you were working with Spotify that you were going for social media But it's something that happened. So how did that happen? Did they notice that you were like good at social media? Did you have your own active profiles like what made them be like hey, you should definitely be in this area?
2: I think just being helpful in areas that excited me Um, I've always been a storyteller. I also used to be in sales and so I think that Mm. just kind of went hand in hand with being able to tell a brand narrative. Um, And also just being someone who's obsessed with social, I'm pretty attuned to the trends and things. And the brand team was like, all right, we have this role open. We think you should give it a shot.
0: Mm. What's your personal favorite social media platform?
2: I use Instagram the most probably. um, But I do enjoy a deep spiral on TikTok here and there.
1: Nothing wrong with yeah. a good old doom scroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Zoe, last time we spoke, you we discussed how one needs to sort of conceptualize creativity and foster that in a way that tells our audience what we're doing, but without pushing our product or our music or whatever it is that we're trying to sell to them. How have you navigated uh, projects like this in the past?
2: Yeah, it's... It's difficult, especially working at a company like Spotify. Um, now that I've been on the back end, I recognize how many co- cool things and tools that uh, the product actually has. And as a consumer, there's no way for everyone to know all of these things. So that's why it's really important to be able to find that balance. Um, I would say the driving thing for me is like really understanding what type of value and like what message you're trying to give your audience. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, there might be at least coming from a product perspective, there might be some features that like, you want to push or like, you're prioritizing, but why are you prioritizing that? Because ultimately you're trying to help people, right? And so if you can stay mm. grounded and centered in like, what you want to offer people, like how you're actually providing value to them, I think that you'll be able to find the balance.
0: Yeah, and a lot of music artists get confused by the value statement, right? So people hear give value, give value, give value, but obviously that has to do with, that has different meanings, right?
2: Well, when you get into artistry or creating, like, what brings you joy? Why do you feel compelled to share that to an audience? Um, And I think you can start from there when you shape, like, how are you specifically how are you personally as an artist changing the space or like how are you as an artist um, helping people? It's kind of, it's difficult because it is very personal, you know, but if you think about what the music or what the creating has offered to you and like why you think it's so important to share that with other people, I think that can help shape like the value that you find you're giving people.
1: What if helping people doesn't come naturally to you? What if you're just a very cynical person, but your art is great. Do you have any tips on maybe being able to share that with people and express yourself in a way that doesn't sort of fit the, uh, fit the mold?
2: Well, wow, it's so appropriate that a bully would come up with a question like that. Um, Flavio, Okay. If you're a cynical person and you find that your music is good, why do you listen to music? You know, like you could also be producing music just for yourself. But for some reason, you have a compulsion to share it with the larger world. And even if you're a cynical person, you're sharing it because you think that someone out there can enjoy it. So like, that's the value. You're giving someone an outlet, a moment where they can have a container and listen to your music and rock out.
1: I like your point, Zoe, about you know being on social media and trying to help people. And then that helps grow curiosity with your brand or your project or your music. But what if being helpful doesn't come naturally to you uh, but you're very good at your art and you need to express yourself on social media
2: yeah that's a really beautiful question I think that maybe sometimes when you're looking at this larger picture of trying to like help the masses it puts a lot of weight and pressure on the artist but ultimately you're making music because you love making music and if you are really good at your craft There is something inside of you that's compelling you to share that with the audience so maybe that's it's as simple as that because you want to share good music with other people
1: i guess that leads me on to my next question which is have you faced challenges when you're managing social media from creators or you're having to create it yourself where you felt that the objective was to help someone with the piece of content that you were pushing or making or co-creating um but you were being told to do otherwise
2: yes absolutely i think that sometimes when you have so many like business objectives and priorities that can distract from the ultimate message and goal of what you're trying to do and like why you're trying to connect with an audience in the first place so without outing all the things that spotify there have been moments where they're, they've come up with an idea or a tool that they want to implement, but that also means that they have to take away another tool just because of bandwidth and resourcing. And so in those moments, like we want to celebrate this new thing that we're doing, but that thing might not be as helpful or really what our audience is asking for. And so it's trying to mediate that conversation between the people who are from above putting pressure on specific business goals because they think don't, it'll make them more competitive versus mm. like other businesses or tools um but yeah that definitely happens a lot
0: what do you think is the best way for artists to promote themselves like their spotify track like if you're an artist and your track just got released on spotify what do you think is the best way to promote that on social media
2: There are tons of ways. So depending on the channel that you want to focus on, I mean, of course, TikTok is known for the support of artists, like when a song can go viral, if you're really advocating and pushing that. Um, I'd really lean into the in-app tools, like think about ways that you can share music through them. So on Instagram, you can share songs directly there. Um, You can also encourage your audience to do it. Like If you wanted to try to turn your song into a trend, like be thoughtful about pieces of your music that can be picked up easily and repurposed for different types of situations. And organically people will probably pick up on it themselves as well. Mm. But I definitely wouldn't underestimate a shout out and asking your audience like, Hey, you really like what I'm doing? Like this is a chance to share it with other people too.
0: And what do you think artists do wrong on Spotify? Like, you know, a lot of artists struggle. There's obviously so many uh, videos out there that are like, basically like, either they're having struggles with getting streams or they're having struggles with playlists or they're having struggles with, you know, like they, they it's really tough for artists out there. And, you know, it's very vulnerable to put your music out there. But I think a lot of times people just get the wrong information or like Fabio was saying, like they just don't know how to sell without selling. They don't know how to, you know, put market their music. They don't know how to do that kind of uh, stuff. So like, what do you think some artists are doing? Uh, what are some easy fixes that you could do if you're not getting streams or like, you're not, uh, and I know I've changed the question a couple times here. Um, but what do you, what do you think are, are some good tips there?
2: Yeah. So I mentioned earlier while we were recording that, Spotify has a lot of tools mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to keep up with all of those things. I honestly would recommend following Spotify for artists mm. and keeping up to date with all of the things that they're releasing. Like I know they've just launched a bunch of new tools that help artists. So I would say first, like go to the source, see what tools and things that they have to offer you and take advantage of them.
1: I had another question. That I completely forgotten. <laughs> I was focusing <laughs> too much. Um, and I've got it. I've got it. Uh, Zoe, you very successfully uh, ran um, the Instagram page for Spotify for podcasters, which I believe they also used to post on TikTok. What have been some of your best pieces of content that you've posted and why do you think that is?
2: So it's actually really interesting. I wouldn't say there's like one piece of content that would blow up or suddenly like make you a viral hit. I would say people are always trying to fight the algorithm, but really, like as consistent as you can be teaches the algorithm what you're all about, and the more you can do that, eventually it grows over time, and you don't need to try to find like the one key that makes you viral. It's like when you're consistent, the algorithm can understand and take you further.
0: Do you think you can have just as much success self-releasing on Spotify as you can via a label?
2: I actually wouldn't say I'm equipped to answer that question, but if I don't know if you do like a follow-up or something for these um, episodes, but I'd be happy to look into it for you.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, that, that could be really interesting, actually.
1: We'll attach some documentation signed by Zoe to the link in the description below. So please go ahead. (laughs) There you
0: go. There you go.
2: Daniel Eck is going to email me or give me a call. Like, I did not give you permission for this.
1: (laughs) Take this podcast down immediately.
2: Um, (laughs) I'm going to hire you again and then fire you for
1: this. (laughs) Zoe, you must have learned so much from working at, you know, what must be the world's biggest music company you've taken that in your stride and now you are about to embark on your own journey which is very exciting and we can't wait to see it flourish not that it already hasn't of course what are three things that you think you're gonna take with you from the past two years at spotify and apply to your own strategy?
2: So I've been fortunate enough to learn a lot from some really talented people. Um, I would say one, one thing is tapping into events and really getting out there and meeting people. Um, I think one of the most advantageous things for me was connecting with people that I know have an audience, and that would be good cross promoters and like co-collaborators. Um, that's another aspect that I think that artists could totally take advantage of, especially now on Instagram, for example, they've expanded the number of people that you can create a collaboration post with. Mm. Like You should definitely meet other producers and collaborate with them and share your music through a reel or something um so yeah networking for sure and getting comfortable and like putting myself in those spaces I mean there are a lot of industry events so why not take advantage of them um second thing is that nothing matters and everything is made up and even though this is kind of like a nihilistic view yeah Spotify is such a huge company right like it's a beautiful, shiny, polished product. But I've also seen a lot of chaos on the back end and that chaos has led to a lot of creativity. And so that's kind of wh- why I say like nothing matters just because, oops, sorry, I think I froze for a second. Um, nothing matters in the sense that ev- like, don't hold too tightly to what your expectations of something are. Mm. Like if you have a game plan, it's good to have a plan but like surrender a little bit because that's also where creativity and magic can come in um and mm. sometimes it's the stuff that you least expect it's the stuff that becomes the most successful
1: that's a great hot take and you got what you got one more that was only two
0: yeah we need another one
2: A <laughs> uh, third I 10.
1: You committed to three. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sorry, no pressure.
0: Um. Maybe like how are you going to do things different on, in, in your journey now than you did when you were with Spotify?
2: Yeah, I mean, with Spotify, I worked with large teams of people, Mm -hmm. and it was really exciting and fun, but I also have people-pleasing tendencies. Um, And so I often found myself working way longer than I necessarily needed to. Mm. So I think in this journey where I have full creative control and I'm also managing my own time, um, just trying to be more mindful of that. And I think having a client dynamic versus like, a full-time employee Mm. team dynamic will allow for this.
0: You've been talking to Fabio a lot and you guys know each other, but obviously we just met. Um, so what is the thing that you're starting? Is it a social media management company or like, what's your, uh, thing, what's the journey that you're going on right now?
2: Yeah, so I'm done being a corporate girly. <laughs> I'm going to explore freelancing and some of the services that I offer, is mm-hmm. like social media strategy consulting. So if someone wanted me to do an audit of their channel and right. kind of like give them a breakdown of what is and isn't working. Um, also, UGC creation and yeah, I also. <laughs> A photographer, so ah. holler if you need those artist portraits <laughs> and okay. editorial work. We want an we're
1: audit right now. We want an audit of me, my profile, and Luke says I'm going to pull them up. We're going to share the screen, and we're going to include this so in the funny. podcast. I'm also, the
0: uh, maybe we should do boom boxes. That would be really this is
2: um, Don't scroll down yet, but I have initial thoughts. Um, So one thing that I wanted to highlight is Fabio's description is really good and clear. It's like, you understand exactly what he offers. Um, actually something else that's interesting about Fabio's is if you end up clicking his link tree or you go to his website, Mm -hmm. there's no mention of like who he is as a Mm -hmm. person. And I think that's largely because he recognizes that his Instagram is the channel by which people get to his website. Mm. And so if people are already following him there, he doesn't need to waste space on his website or like Mm. waste, um, time. And he reduces the barrier to entry before people buy his products, which is awesome. Mm. Um, things that I would also call out that he does really well is the format of his content. So now, Fabio, if you wanna scroll down a little bit. So like if you look at the title covers of this, he's like using in-app um, fonts, like mm. it's the same style every single time, it's consistent. Yeah. Um, and also like it's always his face and kind of the same cropping for the most part. Yeah. So like all of these are things that the algorithm can pick up and also like titles and words are things that the algorithm can pick up and help you. I
1: love that. Thanks. So, I, thought, I thought you wanted, we were gonna do something mean at some point. It's my profile me. picture, um, isn't it? I
0: was gonna do that.
2: I mean, those glasses. I mean, come <laughs> on, God. <That's, laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean and also look at this profile picture i would okay, probably okay, recommend on. doing
1: something else okay hold on i have i can tell you why the profile picture is that because when i signed up for a verified account it used to be my logo but they required a picture of my face and this was the only one i could find at that moment in time that's so
0: funny i love that story and, uh-huh.
1: and now it's like stuck with this photo which is really annoying and even though i keep requesting to have it change, i was wondering or,
0: about that
1: Yeah, dude, it's so annoying. So I can't have the logo without having a verified account.
0: Hey, at least it's not
1: your passport photo, because that could be worse. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be much worse. Let's do Boomboxes.
2: Okay, cool. So Boombox is also great. Again, a clear bio. Um, You understand what they're doing here. And I also really like the stories highlighted that they have here. Um, Because from what I can tell, Boomboxes' strategy and approach to content is education or like what like like fu- infotainment. Yeah. So you're giving people information while also entertaining them. Mm-hmm. Um so with the first story highlight, like creation tips, that's a really good one. Um one thing to note is that yeah, Instagram like cuts off the story right. highlight titles. So like I would probably change that second one to something a little bit shorter mm. or more succinct. Um and then if you want to scroll down a little bit, sure. look more at the content. So again, similar to Fabio's style, like similar title frames, which is great. Um, it's pretty dynamic, but it's still ultimately face forward, which is good, so you're maintaining that consistency. Mm. Um, truthfully, sorry guys, don't be mad. I haven't actually watched any of this content, so I can't confirm like the quality of it. Yeah. but I imagine it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, all the posts
0: with my face, the ones with Fabio's, you can skip them, but <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So with my profile, I'm trying a bunch of different stuff right now. Cause I'm sure you guys get in this period where you kind of like, I don't want to say get bored, but where you're kind of like, want to try different things creatively. Um, so in the past I did a lot of like, uh, not talking videos where I was like pointing at tips and then I switched to doing pretty much all talking videos, um, and then started getting a little bit into carousels. I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of like shifting around, so that might be nice actually to get some feedback from you, Zoe.
2: Yeah, and I also wanna call out, I think it's awesome that you're experimenting, and although I say consistency helps with the algorithm, like don't hold yourself back as an artist or a creative. Like Ultimately, again, you're doing this because you love creating, so don't let it box you in, but just be aware that when you make changes um, and you're not consistent with those changes, you might see a dip, and it's OK. Right. Like It's not the end of the world if you see a dip. Um, cool. So step one, I think Lucas should get an editor for his copywriting, as we did notice there were a couple of typos. Um, I do love that there seems to be consistent branding with this like fun yellow vibe, neon vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did actually, I have a question for you, Lucas. Like, did you notice there was a change yeah. in your reach when you made the shifts?
0: Yeah, so I do notice that it's been a little bit uh, back and forth. So it kind of just is kind of some some posts do really well and some posts do okay. Um, And so yeah, I am very excited to I've been I think part of it too, is that we're at a big, big transitional point in our lives right now too. like we just finished full time travel after five years, and I'm setting up like this studio behind. And so we're also launching a record label on Sunday, as you could see in the bio. And so I've been more focused on that profile too. Um, But with that being said, I'm at this point where I have like all these really fun ideas of the direction I want to go. So I think over the next month, I'm going to start implementing those and see what works. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to some trying some new stuff.
2: Nice. Pumped to see them come to life. Um, one note I would ask, or like one note here is Lucas has all of this content about music and, yeah, But then he has one post that's commenting on threads versus Twitter. So I mm-hmm. would say that an abrupt shift in topic might affect the reach that something like that has. Like, how was that for you?
0: Yeah, I do mostly content on uh, music marketing. And so, and that's, it'd been, it would have been easier if you saw my old bio, basically, because I removed it. Um, but basically, yeah, most of my stuff is on music social media. So it's less on... Um, It's less on, you know, how to create a track and it's more on like, you know, ideas, posting ideas for music artists, um, how to market yourself, how to create your brand, et cetera, et cetera.
2: That's beautiful. I feel like you should be the guest for this episode.
0: You know, it's really fun actually to have someone else talk about this kind of stuff because I am the one that's always talking about this. uh, And I also have a, a media company and all that kind of stuff too with brands and all that. So honestly, I've been like just picking up on your vibes. I'm like, this is a really fun conversation.
2: Nice. Maybe we should have a separate debrief.
1: There you go. What do you think the main differences are between building a personal brand and trying to build a community around a product or company?
2: Honestly, people Mm. might have different opinions than me, but I'm finding more and more that products are trying to feel like a person when you're exploring the way they're building communities. Mm. Like, for example, Duolingo is a great version, right? Like they have someone or this mascot that they can point people to and it's a it has its own personality. Like when the social media manager explained their strategy, they literally sat down in a conference room and they said, "Who is Duo the Owl?" and they have a Google Doc that like breaks down the personality. So, I honestly don't think it's that different. I mean, maybe it's different depending on your branding. So, Duolingo wants to be a fun company, but not every Mm -hmm. brand is going to want to be like that. So it's just, again, being mindful of your audience and how they want to connect with you because Duolingo the owl likes to twerk on desks, but maybe Boombox doesn't want that relationship with their audience.
1: (laughs) Mm. Yet to be seen, but, you know. It's such a good point.
0: It's such a good point, too. And I find that to be frustrating sometimes working with uh, different brands and stuff like that, that a lot of people and it's not just brands, it's also artists. They want to have this professional image and they're to me they're the professional image, yeah, you can still do that, but I think the idea of like trying to really like look cool and, you know, like play this like super corporate vibe is so ten years ago. Like, you know, you look at old album covers and everyone's just staring straight face at the camera and you know, like sitting on the edge of a beach trying to like ponder life or whatever. And you still see that. And I find it interesting because when reels uh were introduced because obviously tiktok it was like a a bit of a younger crowd but when reels uh when it first started but when reels were first introduced it hit the the average music artist and all of a sudden they were hit with this dilemma of hey i have to create video content and you heard a lot of frustration in the beginning about this people were like oh i hate this you know it should be for photos etc etc and to me a big good thing about Reels is it forced people out of their shell a little bit. It forced them to kind of think like, oh, I can't just have a photo of my vacation and or like, you know, just stare into the camera or post my album cover. Like I have to actually connect with my audience, but I think there's a big learning curve with that. And now you see that a lot of uh, artists are just kind of like hopping onto trends and not really, uh, you know, creating their own brand or their own kind of uh, space. And I, I still hear a lot of frustrations from artists that I talk to that are basically Like, oh, I don't want to do reels because then I have to do tutorials or I have to do this or I have to do that, just like so-and-so does. And I, I still think we're at a place where a lot of people don't realize that you could be yourself and you can you know do something uniquely different and still succeed just as much as the trending people. Um, and that's, I think something that is a little tough to get across to people because they, it's up to them in a way to find that space. And we can, of course, push them into it and give them tips on things that worked for us. But what works for us doesn't always work for everyone. And that wasn't really a question. It was a rant. But uh, I was inspired by what you said. So I just felt like going off a bit.
2: No, I, I loved the rant. I don't think it was a rant. It was super articulate and had a clear perspective. And I actually thank you. I forget the name of the artist now, but she's really popular on social media because of the videos that she does. And honestly, like the music isn't the forefront of the videos. The forefront of the videos is just, like her trying to be goofy and silly. Like whether it's her dressed up like a, a witch in the kitchen and like blasted off, like throwing things at her camera, or her Singing to her husband in Spanish and saying threatening things to him, but Uh. him not understanding what she's saying. Like she's able to integrate music into the social content because she loves music and it's just like organic in her Mm. life. But it was—it's not like in the asset she's trying to promote. Like, oh, this is my new hit single. Like, listen to it. Mm. She's just showing who she is, and along the way, building the audience and the audience like having a connection to her. Just in general, as a person, is going to lead them to Mm -hmm. wanting to support her music as well.
1: Love, Absolutely. love that. So we've got a few hot takes here and I want to wrap it up by going over everything that we learned today. So number one, find a way to help people ultimately. That's what we're doing and mm. we're trying to use social media to help them engage with what we're up to and I think it's a bit of a trade-off here between us giving them something and then them in return giving us their attention number two is be yourself i think that's what we just got from what you just said there which i really Mm. love be yourself and don't be scared to be yourself be playful don't take yourself too seriously the next one is be consistent be as consistent as you can so that the algorithm knows and understands what you are like and therefore will understand where to push your content and to which audience number three four is also don't be consistent uh (laughs) and you feel like being creative and you want to break routine uh do expect to take a dip but ultimately that's not a bad thing if you're Mm. just trying to experiment with some new types of content that you think are going to elevate your artistry Mm. uh Uh, Number five is nothing really matters. So all the points before this, they don't really matter. You don't have to do any of them. I think it was really great sharing that even in this big, perfect, polished product that we interact with on a daily basis, there's a lot of chaos going on behind the scenes. And I think that speaks very truly to all of us uh, in in real life, whether that's in personal um, and or business then we also have, uh, well, this isn't really a hot take, but we did pass the uh, Zoe social media te- social media audit, which we're super proud about. But if any of you are curious to have your social media profiles audited, Zoe, where can they find you?
2: If people want to find me, come holler on Instagram, like all of the guys who slide in my DMs. <laughs>
0: what's your what's your what's your Instagram uh, link it's my first name Z-O-E V as
2: in Victor and then my last name N-G-U-Y-E-N
1: Zoe thank you so much for being an amazing guest on our show sharing so much insight And telling us all the the behind-the-scenes goss that, well, as much as you've been able to, that we wanted to get our hands on. Um, This has been really useful. Uh, We just want to say thank you to our audience for listening. We hope you found this useful too. And Lucas, thanks as always for being a great co-host. We love your rants. Keep them up.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) And thanks to Boombox uh, for sponsoring this podcast and making it possible. Go make your free account at boombox.io and start storing your files. You don't need Dropbox anymore. You don't need Google Drive. This is made for musicians. So go check it out.
1: Thank you, everyone, for watching. You can find me on Instagram at noise underscore London.
0: Me at music by Lucas. Boombox at boombox.io. And Zoe at Zoe V Nugent. So go check it out. I don't know if I said it right. New in. Win. <laughs> win it's okay (laughs) that works
1: (laughs) thank you everyone for watching it's been an absolute pleasure and we'll see you soon
0: see you soon bye-bye bye